You're listening to the Photo Facts Podcast at photofactspodcast.com with Jim Felder and Robert Trawick. Hello, Robert. Hello, Jim. That was very official. We're at it again. No, we're not. Another episode at Imaging USA 2016. I love the way you did that, Imaging USA, and you had that pause like it was a delivery. It was a delivery. It was quite the delivery. It was Better than I've done all the last two, three days. Ah. You think? I think it was awesome. So it's dark outside. Yep, it is dark. The trade show is over. Everybody, I think there's some classes still going on. Yes, there's classes, and then there's a party tonight, a welcome party, and I'll be there. There's a welcome party? Uh-huh. For us? For for us, yes. For us attendees. Why don't you... They're like being so... We have some guests that are being very quiet, and they're in awe. Yeah, we actually have guests. Guests. Again. Like multiple yes, guests. Yes. Guests. Okay, so why don't you lead this, uh, lead this off? This okay. will be fun. They're not even laughing. I'm they, laughing. Oh, you are laughing? She's, they're smiling. I didn't know if you wanted to hear me Oh, yet. yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're just a couple. I'll just bust out and laugh now. We're just a oh, couple yes. goofballs. Yeah, talking. We're not goofballs. We are. We're a professional no, podcasters. No, they are goofballs. I just met them. <laughs> yes, yes. I will vouch for hey. it. Not yes. that you all know who I am yet, but. <laughs> but you will know when Jim introduces our guest. Oh, well, well, well. You mean to add some effect? I can. Um. So we have Gina and Ken from Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. I have to ask, is there a short, you know, like if you've got acronym, a radio station. Nilmits. Yeah, acronym, huh? Nilmits. Nilmits, okay. Nilmits. It well, took, the I N-I-L-M-D-T-S. learned it pretty quick, but it normally takes people like a month Nilmits. to figure that one out. Nilmits. It's N-I-L-M-D-T-S. And so if you sound it out, it's Nilmits. Nilmits. Yep, that's what I kind wanted. Kind of with a silent D. Because if we would have started it off with with you know, Ken and Gina with Nilmitz, it would have been what? But exactly. I wanted to know. We so. only really use that kind of internally. Internal, right. And right. our longtime volunteers. And, 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 and now everybody us. knows. So oh, the be whole world knows. The whole world yeah. knows. <laughs> and then I'd like to say M-O-S-E-Y. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. I, I wouldn't even spell in mouse, but anyway. Okay, so. I was going to say, that doesn't spell mouse. You're quick. See, you're actually intelligent. M O U S E. Yes, see, there you go. M I K E Y. It's Mickey. Remember, Mickey comes first for mouse. M I K. Or M I C. M I C. M I C. So, is it McDonald's or McDonald's? McDonald's. Thank you. McDonald's. Thank you. I'm. You're not going to win. You cannot I'm just trying to help fight. you build your ego with the McDonald's. Help me? <laughs> yes. Yes. So that way when you go into McDonald's and order your McNuggets. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm they're gonna... McNuggets, aren't they? No. And it's a big Mac. McDonald's? They're, Mac. they're McDonald's. They're McNuggets. They're McNuggets. That's exactly. Not McNuggets. They're McNuggets. Oh, and it's the Big Mick. No. I'm going to have the Big Mick number he one. He keeps going to the Big Mac. It's a no, Big Mac. No, it's Big Mac. Right. Like Big Mac filet of fish, quarter pounder french fries, icy Coke, thick shakes, sundaes, and apple pies. Oh, my God. Can we call <laughs> them up now and get a sponsorship? Because that was like the bomb.com. Yeah. We'll use that as a soundbite. Yeah, oh, that's that a soundbite. So, okay. <laughs> it's a Big Mac. So, so it should get, be McDonald's. Let's go back on track. Okay. We're back on track. So, yeah, we, we're talking about something serious, right? That's right. We are. We what, are. What is, we, your, what is your title? At Nilmitz. Nilmitz. Now I lay me down to sleep. I'm Gina Harris, and I'm the chief executive officer. Awesome. Okay. The chief CEO. CEO. I like that. 
And Ken, what is your title and what do you do? Yeah, I'm Ken Berman. I'm the director of volunteers. And I've been there for about a month, so it's been a, a new journey for me. Okay. And before that, you were a comedian on a radio station, national radio station? No. No? Because you have the voice for it. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm debating on whether or not his voice is better than Boo Ray Perry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even boost his ego. He just got, he's only been here with a month. We can't okay. crucify him on the air. Yeah, it'd be nice to him. I'd like to keep him for a while. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so can you give us some history on the Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep? Yes. I'll tell you about it. So Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep is a nonprofit organization, and we provide remembrance portraits to parents suffering the death of a baby. These photographs are free of charge, and they're done by photographers who volunteer their time and go into the, the hospital to photograph these babies, um, the only moments that they'll spend with their parents. Wow, that was very heavy. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar to uh, the portraits that people had back in the turn of the century. Exactly. It's, uh, it's the same yet different, of course. And back... With the history of postmortem photography, we actually have a really good relationship with Dr. Stanley Burns. He's the largest collector of postmortem photography. And he actually wrote an article in our 10th anniversary magazine. And back then, this was the way to document the lives of people in their of people because photography was so very expensive. And for the families who utilize now I lay me down to sleep services. It is the only way to document the lives of these babies because babies who are born still, they don't even get a birth certificate. Mm. These parents receive a death certificate, but they don't receive a birth certificate. And oftentimes, parents only have these photographs to show the existence of their babies and that time they spent with them in the hospital because many times other people in their family their friends do not see the baby it's just the parents and maybe just close relatives mm. wow that's that's the very difficult thing to do how did you get involved in the organization like this i mean it sounds something very specific that you know not many people would be drawn to sure well the organization was founded in 2005 by cheryl haggard and sandy putch it was in 2005 when Cheryl lost her son, Maddox, as she and her husband had to make the decision to remove Maddox from life support, and they knew they wanted those photographs. And hanging on the walls were beautiful portraits of healthy babies, and Sandy Putch's name was on the bottom of those portraits. So Cheryl and her husband called Sandy, and she came, and she photographed Maddox before he was removed from life support and afterwards. And it is uh, such a beautiful thought that Cheryl had that to ha have photographs of her son because she knew that the images that she took with her digital camera and color with all the tubes and wires were not images that she'd want to hang on the wall alongside her other children. They didn't bring her healing, peace, and comfort, but she knew the black and white heirloom quality photographs would be something that would bring some peace and some comfort and healing. And for her to have that thought in the worst days of her life, and not only to have that thought and then decide, let's get this started, Sandy, let's start this organization, to then in turn impact more than 30,000 families wow. around the world in the past 10 years. That's amazing. And I have to say, that's just our statistics. 
because it's becoming more and more acceptable, I guess you could say, for lack mm-hmm. of better words, I know other parents photograph their babies, even if we don't have a photographer available or they've they've heard of it and maybe they didn't reach out to us for some reason. But the tens of thousands of parents that have been impacted by this is incredible. And I am one of them. In 2007, my husband and I were pregnant with our first baby. And we learned halfway through the pregnancy that our son did not have kidneys and that it was incompatible with life that he would not survive. A friend of mine learned about this because we were pretty vocal about it and told mm-hmm. people about it just, you know, to pray for us and to think for us, think of us and help us through this time. But she learned about now I lay me down to sleep and she told me and my initial thought was, you know, I don't know if I want to do that photographing my baby who has died. I'm, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I had time to think about it. Some parents don't because they show up to the hospital, their nursery is ready and they think they're going to be coming home with a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. And in an instant, something goes wrong. And so they have just moments to think, do they want these photographs? I had some time and I decided that I may never look at these photographs again or ever, but I never will have a chance to photograph my baby so or have them. So I decided to have the images taken and I was able to have Sandy Putch as my photographer Mm. being uh, living actually in Littleton, Colorado. So she came and photographed David. And I have to say those images are my most prized possession. The doctors said that my husband and I could get pregnant and well i could get pregnant (laughs) (laughs) right takes two but that we could get pregnant again and i have you know we should be fine it was a fluke occurrence so i didn't want to have to lose all my pregnancy weight so i'm like let's just go for it (laughs) (laughs) and i ended up getting pregnant uh pretty quickly after and we had to wait until the 16 week ultrasound to see if the baby had kidneys and with our second baby we learned we were having a boy that we named ethan but he had kidneys, but he had a different condition. He had cystic hygromas and hydrops, which is severe fluid and swelling around his organs and cysts around his neck. And the doctors were so surprised that he, his heart was even beating. And his heart continued to beat until about six months into my pregnancy. And it had stopped. So they had to induce labor. And he had a very severe condition, and we chose not to photograph him. Having photographs of David and not of Ethan has impacted my husband and my healing and grieving process in a profound way. Mm. Having those photographs of David shows he's real, shows he existed. And I oftentimes feel like Ethan gets forgotten because I don't have those photographs, but Ethan is still very much a part of our family. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say the importance of these photographs. And I wish with all my heart, I would have, I could go back and just shake myself and say, Gina, take some, take some pictures with your own camera. Cause it went through my mind. I had a camera in my bag and I thought, what if he was covered in a blanket and us just holding him, looking at him and I just didn't do it. And I was just grieving and in shock to lose two babies within a year of each other. And But that's the value of these photographs and that for the more than 30,000 families we have photographed, they all have their story. Cheryl has her story. I have my story and I've heard many, many of them. 
and I've ne- we've never had somebody come to us and say, I'm so mad you took photographs of my baby. But the parents who decline our services and then they come back and they regret it. It just breaks my heart that that they declined the services. And so that's the other thing we do is we're just trying to spread more awareness so parents will think about this opportunity for them. Wow, that's you know, that's that's a very incredible story and we're sorry for your loss. And I, I think that that is very important thing to, to for everyone to think about. Um, Jim and I discussed a lot about photographers today that we may joke about what we do, but I always say that we're time travelers. Our job is to take a photograph and take you back to that time and moment. And if we don't take the photograph and it doesn't come out, if we don't take it professionally, you won't be able to travel back in time. And that's what that is. And I think putting a photograph on a child, whether it's lost or maybe have lived a short period of life in the hospital and not come home, has to be a healing process for the family because that child did not, uh, or the child deserved as much love as a living child, I guess, for lack of a better word, because that is your child. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, uh, so thank you for being a part of the organization. So what can photographers that are listening to this podcast do to help this organization how can they get involved oh my god ken's gonna jump in stand by (laughs) sexy voice coming they can take the first step the first step take a step i think so many people are worried about the emotions and that's the thing i hear from every one of our photographers everybody feels that and so if you take that first step um if you are up for volunteering just once a month, you know, do one session a month, that would be a huge benefit um, to a family. You know, a family will, mm-hmm. instead of going home with maybe a photo they took on their cell phone, right, right. a photo that um, a nurse did her very best to try to pose that child and family and take a photo. And, and we will help at retouch some of those. But they go home with something like that versus an heirloom quality photo that our you know photographers are able to give it's a gift that they can that they can only give so if you take a step um come listen to one of our webinars we've got one on january 21st february 2nd february 18th and you can go to www.nowilaymedowntosleep.org slash webinars and you can learn more I'm learn. going to give it to Jim to put the show notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we'll some links. of our guys are not going to write that down. But it, you did it very eloquently. <laughs> Thank I'm you. sorry. Go ahead. Thank I didn't mean to interrupt. Those, those. So they're going to go listen to these webinars. And, and when they do, that's the first step? Because you probably have about a million questions. I'm going to the hospital and doing what? You know, so you, these webinars answer some of those questions. You're going to hear from some of our current volunteers in them and and you can start looking at the, you know, taking that next step to apply and, um, you know, maybe to go in that hospital for the first time, either with one of our other volunteers or, you know, you're a professional. Um, you, you know how to do this. Um, it will be hard. There might be a couple tears, but mm-hmm. you definitely can take this opportunity and give that gift that only you can give. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, we do have a lot of young photographers new photographers let's not say young so much but new photographers new people to the industry we have a lots of first time ppa members at this conference if they don't feel they have the training uh, a lighting technique or maybe they don't have the equipment or 
is there any kind of training that the organization can help these people achieve that if they have the urge to give back to the community? Yeah, so nowadays you can get a setup with a lighting setup because um, you really need to be good with auxiliary lighting mm-hmm. in order to be in a hospital and do this. You can get that for less than a hundred dollars, and it could, you know, if, even today I was talking to one of our really, you know, our great photographers who would almost, you know, never do this, but using an LED light that might not give you the same color. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our photos are going to be transferred into black and white or sepia tone. And so we do have some videos, and I might let Gina talk a little bit more about that. We've got a, a posing and um, a lighting guide, an hour and a half video um, with Sandy Pooch and um, one of our other, you know, award-winning photographers. And there might be some other resources Gina could talk about. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, what I would recommend as well is if you don't know if your skills are up to par you can send just a few images to our review team, and it's just review at org. <laughs> so that's the acronym, N-I-L-M-D-T-S dot org. If you go to review or if you email a few images, they'll give you some advice. Send some images using auxiliary lighting, and you'll get a review on them if you're not sure. We clearly lay out in the application process what we're looking for. And then, like Ken said, we do have some videos on our website as well. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is you call your local area coordinator, call some photographers on your local team, and you can find them on our website and click on Find a Photographer, type in your zip code or your postal co- code if you're outside the United States, and you can find photographers in your area. They desperately need photographers, so maybe you're a little, you're still working on your lighting skills or you're still working on that there are people that will help you and just call us at headquarters as well and we'll connect you so maybe there's nobody in your city and that could be the case then we will try to connect you because we want people who have passionate hearts who want to do this and we'll help you get the skills that you need to to make it possible and the reason why we have these standards is there's only one opportunity for this session you never want to have to do an, a, a session again if something happened like if it's right. a senior portrait session or a wedding uh, but you know what if you had to do it again you could you can't do these sessions again and we show these beautiful images on our website and it's seen throughout the media and parents come to expect that they're going to get a certain quality and this is why we have a standard uh, in the application process and skills that are needed. But don't let that scare you away either because we still want you to be part of the organization and we'll help you get there if you're not quite there yet. Oh, that's awesome. Jim? Well, is there any, do you want to talk about the process of, of maybe the shoot or do you, is that too, is that too detailed? I mean, is that, I mean, I don't know if we need to talk about that or not. I'm I'm just I'm no, moved, I, I'm I moved think by this. I'm moved it, by it this whole very, thing. It I, is very moving, but I, yeah. I think that some details like that specific to the shoot would probably be best answered in person at maybe the table. Do you guys have a table at the conference? Yes, we're at booth 1453, and we are doing a workshop tomorrow, so that would be oh. Monday. So if you're listening to, to this later, you've missed it. But it's Monday at 8 a.m. in the Magnolia Room, the North Tower of the Omni Hotel. So Magnolia Room, 8 a.m., we'll be doing our workshop, 
And so you can come meet us. That would <laughs> be aw- me. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. What's the workshop going to cover exactly? Or just kind of a general thing. Sure. Well, we will obviously talk about the history of the organization, mm-hmm. information about that. We have a panel of five or six photographers who have done some that are, are still fairly new and some who've done over 100 sessions. So, so they'll share their experience and you'll get a lot of different perspectives as well. And then we go into more detail about the application process. Uh, the session itself, uh, when you go in and do that, we do provide training mm-hmm. and then we do provide opportunities for you to go with another with with a photographer you have to be an official volunteer with us to go with a photographer you can't just tag along but once you are officially a volunteer with us then you could go with another photographer and that's another wonderful way to learn and so the process though and especially touching on the emotional part that ken had said is a lot of times i would say nine times out of ten a photographer will say i don't know how i could do that i'd be too emotional and what I, what most photographers that volunteer with us say is usually that camera serves as somewhat of a barrier mm-hmm. and they're able to go in, they're there to get a job done. Mm-hmm. But if you go there and you get emotionally involved and you start crying, it's okay. When Sandy came and did my session, she cried and I knew that she cared. Now, if you're crying unconsolably and the parents are trying to comfort you, that might not be good. But that's typically not the case. And all you have to do is just excuse yourself from the Mm -hmm. room and go out and compose yourself and come back in. Don't let your fear of what's going to happen in that room hinder you from giving the most prized possession you could ever give these parents. Mm -hmm. I promise it's the most prized possession. Repeatedly, our volunteers will say to us that if they never did another paid session again and they only did now I lay me down to sleep their calling as a photographer would be fulfilled mm. and if for some reason they couldn't run their photography business anymore they would still always do now I lay me down to sleep because as emotional as it is as difficult as it is it's even that much more rewarding wow. for them mm. to be in a hospital room and just witness the sacredness of Mm -hmm. what is happening between the parents and the baby is absolutely amazing. And to be part of that when, like I said earlier, there's Mm -hmm. family members that don't even end up seeing the baby and you're part of that. Mm -hmm. You're always part of that moment that yes, yes, that cherished moment and being on the side of, as a parent, you don't remember everything that happens. You don't remember to catch the little detail on, Mm. you know, the baby's ears or the fingernails and the photographers capture all of that. Mm. I have, I have photographs of David's toes and fingers and Mm. the back of his head, because even the nurse said, look at all this hair. And she pulled it, pulled up his head a little bit. And Sandy said, oh, let me get a shot of that. Wow. I might not have remembered how much hair he had on the back of his head and how much hair he had on his back too. (laughs) (laughs) So I, be, I, might, I probably wouldn't have remembered that without those photographs. Mm-hmm. And they are just so cherished. They, they just are. So don't let, don't let the, the few moments or the emotion that you're going to experience in that room mm-hmm. or later when you're doing the retouching, uh, it, it's, not, it's, of course, not going to be more than the pain that the parents are feeling and the emotions they're feeling. And it's totally worth it. You have wow. to do it. 
that's that's very moving, and I'm so glad it you is. guys came out tonight for the podcast. I, I have another question. Oh, I'm sorry. Are I'm these, just are these thank you. always uh, done in a hospital room? I mean, okay. Yeah, t- typically, because we have the relationship with the hospitals, there have been some times where a baby's delivered in the home, mm-hmm. And then also when the baby is born alive and there's not much the hospital can do, so they send the baby home on mm-hmm. hospice. Okay. And so then sometimes the parents want those photographs there. Uh, we like to walk the photographers through those those situations, um, of course, but I, most of them, I'd probably say 98% of them are done in the hospital. Right. Okay. And they're very small, dark rooms. Sometimes they're in the NICU mm-hmm. where... Um, you you don't have a lot of natural light in there. You mm-hmm. can't open curtains, or sometimes it's at night. So that's why the lighting aspect is very important. So you can do flash or or uh, natural light or uh, the LEDs, like the constant lights. Mm-hmm. And yes, and a lot of our photographers they'll use speed lights and uh, ice lights. That's oh, the okay. new one that everyone's yeah. using. Yes, yes, yes. they use the yeah. ice lights. Okay. That is awesome stuff. I um, I hope that we can drive some folks to your booth, and I really hope the organization grows. I do want to touch on one last thing, though. You did mention that uh, there's a need for non-limitless photographers overseas. Well, we have we're accepting applications mm-hmm. in seven total countries: okay. so Australia, New Zealand, Germany, the UK, Ireland, Canada, and the US. We've, we've been present in more than 40 countries, but a couple years ago, the board and I, we looked at that and we want to make sure we're culturally sensitive and there's language barriers as well. So we do have some photographers that are still in some of the countries that were not accepting applications, mm-hmm. but we want to make sure when we're in other countries that we are doing a very good job. And um, Ireland has actually been our model. So if... Our volunteers in Ireland are listening. I'm, oh, now I'm awesome. going to make them listen. Uh, <laughs> they are. They've been a model example of that, and we've taken some pretty strong steps forward in our organization there in Ireland because we have two very amazing coordinators that are making everything happen there. Really? Well, maybe mm-hmm. we can have them on the show later on via Skype. Oh, they would. They that would, would be that. really cool. Are you, are Lisa you... and Louise would love that. <laughs> okay, I think we should do that. What time is it in Ireland? It's. Uh, I think they're eight hours ahead. Well, no, no, wait. I'm on the East Coast. I'm mountain. So they might be six <laughs> hours ahead. But then with the time change, that screws me up too. They might be about six hours ahead of where we are I think now. they're six hours. The same time frame as London. We could call them. It's not quite midnight, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not quite midnight. We'll just plug them in. Okay. <laughs> you want to plug them in? I can connect you with them. You want to call well, them? Probably not tonight. Oh, I can't no. call him right now. Why okay. can't you call him? Call him. It's, it's almost midnight. Okay, you're right. Okay. It's midnight. Okay, so <laughs> we are going to stay in contact with you and um, March. Okay. Because they're Irish. We're going to get them on the podcast. You better say St. Patrick's Day, not Patty's Day. Well, we're not going to say uh, St. Like Patrick's say Day. We're just going to do it in March. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if you're talking about St. Patrick's Day... Because yes. we, name, uh, they'll be busy on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. So They're we can't have call them that Patrick's day. day. <laughs> yeah. It may not be the podcast we're looking for. <laughs> well, Ken, do you want to add anything to I this podcast? I the same question. Well, I just think, you know, as somebody who doesn't have this as a personal story, I am a father, and you have that parental concern, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, you know, our story is nothing like that. But it, it was scary, you know. Our, we went in 
not feeling a heartbeat and uh, we're really lucky. Um, but I, as I have, you know, looked at now, I lay me down to sleep um, to work there. Um, I really thought a lot about it. And my first thought was, whoa, I, you know, that, that would be pretty intense. Could I do that? And um, as I started hearing the stories, one of my good friends growing up, um, they were brave enough to tell their story and for me to hear it, you know, during that same time they were going through it. And when I learned about it, I said, if I can make this happen for somebody, I have to do it. Like if I, wow. could, if I could do that, I've got to. So I think that's what the photographers, like they, they just have an ability. They use a skill that, yeah, they make money with every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a skill they've mastered and they've honed. And wouldn't you love to use the thing you're best at to be able to give a gift you know, with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's to give back to the community and to give an irreplaceable gift to someone that's grieving. I mean, isn't that the whole thing of why we're here is to help others live a better life? Sometimes it's to heal. Okay. Well, that was really deep <laughs> for Robert. <laughs> it was. <laughs> so we are going to interview in March. Oh, my God. Ken's phone is going. Oh, he cut it off too quick. <laughs> I was going to pick that up and say, oh, he's just coming out of the shower right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to interview our Irish, now I lay me down to sleep, coordinators. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. In March. I'll get them to do it. You're going to get them to do it. I think yeah. they'll do it. And this will be live later on tonight. So yes. hopefully if you're listening to this, please stop by the booth. What's the booth number again, Gina? 1453. 1453 in the trade show tomorrow. For more information, and if you have any more detailed questions, please stop by and see Ken and Gene at the booth. Take us away, Jim. Okay, thank you very much. That's all I got to say. It was great meeting you guys. It was a pleasure. We'll talk some more after we stop recording. (laughs) How about that? How about that? It was pretty good. Talk to you guys tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning for breakfast. Awesome. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Visit our world headquarters at photofaxpodcast.com.